Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 53 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. 68656C66F, this is Chris. Whoa, what was that going on there, Chris? <laughs> Let me explain. That was the, um, the word hello converted to hexadecimal. I was going to say it in binary, but it was way too many numbers to say. It would have been really boring. I thought it's still, Hey, I like that. It was a little different. I like where you're going there. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's very topical. It ties in with the episode. So I yeah. thought that was nice. I loved it. That was perfect. Well, thanks. How are you? Doing good? I'm doing very well. Awesome. How's, uh, uh how's the end of your summer going? Well, I don't really have, I, I work, oh, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a teacher like some people. So I work during summer. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> so my summer's pretty much the same as the rest of the year. Just warmer. This is true. And you're inside in the air conditioning. So that's nice, though. Yeah, that's true. I do like that. I do like air conditioning. Yeah. yeah. I am that's like good. a little tense about the Game of Thrones finale that's about to happen. I know. We're recording this literally, what, like an hour before the Game of Thrones finale happens? Yep. Ooh, it's exciting. What, what, are, you, what are your predictions? Do you, Ooh, do you have any predictions, predictions going on? We're yeah. great at predicting things. We're really good at predicting things on the show. Um, some of my predictions would be Any deaths? Because uh, there hasn't been any major deaths this season. Just last last episode, uh, the the red the priest guy died. That keeps bringing that one guy back to life. Yes, I forget his name. I don't know any of their names. I thought Tormund. Uh, oh. What's his name? Gi uh, Giant's beard. Giant's bane. Giant's bane. I thought he was a goner. They made you think he was gonna die, right? Yeah, he was. He was getting pulled him. into that uh, into that hole by the White Walkers. You thought I thought he was gone. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I my biggest question is, do the White Walkers attack the wall this episode, or is it going to be all like the meeting between Daenerys and Cersei? That'd be pretty epic. The wall, a wall fight. The wall comes down from the season finale. Do you think? Oh my god! Could you imagine if the wall gets torn down and the White Walkers just go right into the north, and that's just how it ends? Yeah, I can definitely imagine that. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Do you think Cersei's going to believe them? Even with them bringing a White Walker? I honestly think she's going to believe them and just not care. Because, like, <laughs> for her, she's, like, she's so single-minded in her conquest that she's, like, going to be like, look, I'm going to kill these people first. I'm going to kill Daenerys. I'm going to kill Jon. Then I'll kill them. Yeah, that's... She doesn't, that's, like, have the... She's, she, she's a bad person, so, right? She's not going to care about, like, the well-being of the land or anything. Exactly. She's one of the people that believes that the needs of the few outweigh the needs of the many. Yeah, and the few are herself. And her and her, and, her and yeah and jamie because that's all that's left now yeah you're right well yeah. she is pregnant wait what did you not catch that i did not, not catch that steve she told jamie that she's pregnant and jamie <laughs> there was that scene where jamie was like who are you gonna say is the father and she's like you 
I do not remember that. Oh, boy. I, I must have looked at my phone for a second during that part. Oh, my God. I mean, it is possible, right, that she lied about it. Right. Because, like, she would do that. And she was going to tell everybody that Jamie's the father. That's a big step. I mean, everybody knows they're doing it anyway. It's basically, like, the the common rumor, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't really have any predictions. I'm curious to see what's going on with that uh, that ice dragon now. I would love to see that ice dragon fight. That'd be pretty cool. I hope so. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see um, – There's there's been uh, some theories floating around that John and Daenerys might do it. Yeah, I have seen that too. It's called like the love boat they're calling it or something. <laughs> oh, those names. <laughs> the way they name their theories. I know. So good. Because they're just been sitting on this boat holding hands with each other. And that wouldn't be far from Game of Thrones considering they are related. So, I mean, that's that's yeah, on par would, with, with fit, the entire show. It would fit. You're right. It would fit perfectly. So, yeah. So uh, – Let's let's see what happens. Yes, but today's episode of Who Would Win, not related to Game of Thrones. Not related to Game of Thrones. If you want a Game of Thrones related episode, go back a couple weeks ago where we did Games of Ice and Fire. Definitely give that a check out. Yep. All right. Um, so, uh, Chris, we have an email from a fan that I'd like to read. And this comes from a Miss Emma Campbell, if you recall that name. Uh, she gave us She gave us a suggestion for our Night at the Museum episode. Yeah, I remember that. That's a good and suggestion. Gi- yeah, it was a great suggestion. So uh, she's giving us uh, an email, giving us a little feedback about it. So she said, Dear Hoodwin Cast, first of all, thank you so much for taking my suggestion for an episode. It was so much fun listening to it on my way to work at the Smithsonian. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a couple of interesting additions to the fight. So the big thing is the bad situation. Anyone can get into the Air and Space Museum without a badge. But if Ben Gates was to try to use a badge, he would encounter some problems. First of all, if he swiped it off of some security, or if he swiped it off of someone, security would take it back when he entered the building because they checked the photo and expiration date for each staff member. Also, if he tried to get into secure areas, he may not be able to. to. I have a badge, but I'm only able to get into certain parts of the museum. So it sounds like the badges are limited as to where you can go. Um, she also says another fun fact is that the Apollo 11 capsule seems weird on the website because it is actually at the Udvar Hazy Center for restoration. It used to be in the plastic case, but it is out for restoration and then will go on a multi-year tour of the U.S. until the new Apollo exhibit on the second floor of the D.C. Museum is ready. And then she says, I'm not sure if you quote this in another episode, if you can mention the new exhibit, but you can definitely mention the tour. No matter what, I definitely think that Larry Daly would I be able we to protect able to the Apollo. I think so. Uh, no matter what, I definitely think Larry Daly would be able to protect the Apollo 11. I'm a regular listener and can't wait for more episodes to listen to on the Metro, Emma. Thanks so much, Emma, for that email. That was that was really nice. I would yeah. say that um, maybe Emma doesn't realize in movies when the main character is using a security badge, the guy checking it is always lazy and watching something on TV. Yeah, if you remember National Treasure, Nicolas Cage literally just points at his badge and the security guard's like, you're good, man. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty normal. <laughs> It just walks right in. That's standard movie uh, badge usage. Yeah. It's interesting that we didn't plan that episode out better because if this was to happen right now, um, Ben Gates would be breaking into a place where what he's trying to accomplish is not there since the Apollo 11 capsule is no longer in the Air and Space Museum since it's going for restoration. That's very true. Yeah. Um, in addition to that episode, we got a, a, a tweet from one of our good friends, Mr. Hugh Harley. And he sent a link about an article, and this happened back in, in December 2015. I did not see this happen. I'm not sure if you saw this tweet here, Chris, 
Uh, it's about Nicolas Cage returning a stolen dinosaur skull to Mongolia. Did not hear anything about that. Yeah, so uh, Nicolas Cage, uh, he bought a dinosaur skull for $276,000. And at the time, it was an anonymous buyer, being Nicolas Cage. And then it turns out that this dinosaur skull was stolen. Uh, so then he ended up coming out and saying, yeah, it's mine. I bought it, but he returned it to Mongolia. So this just adds on to the list of weird artifacts that Nicolas Cage uh, owns. He's really uh, embodying all – yeah, he's embodying all the characters that he plays. I mean he probably has a copy of the Declaration of Independence somewhere in his apartment. I wonder how much he tries to buy dinosaur parts. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. Maybe like why? Maybe he's trying to build a whole skeleton and has to buy it piece by piece. Ooh, and then he's going to use the the tablet of Achmanra to make it come to life. Maybe. He'd have I like to this. get that from Ben Stiller. I see a crossover. <laughs> National Treasure 3, National Treasure 3, and Night at the Museum 4. Perfect. I like it. Perfect. Uh, all right. So that has to do with that episode. Uh, I want to talk about uh, polls from our most recent episode in which we did who would win in carrying the one ring from the Shire to Mordor. And we had the Channel 4 news team from Anchorman going up against the Wolf Pack from The Hangover. And if you remember correctly, that's where we had a fan on the show, Mr. Austin. And um, he was arguing in favor of Team Anchorman, and I was arguing in favor of Team Hangover. And currently, via the Twitter poll, Channel 4 News Team is winning 60% to 40%. So I am, uh, I'm in the, in the losing category again. I've been looking at the stats, and I'm not, I haven't been doing well this past summer. I don't, I don't know what's going on. That's all right, Steve. It's still close. It's a close match. Yeah. You can come back. That's, now, one thing I do want to add um mr eric thompson who suggested that episode he reached out on facebook and said if he could vote he would vote for the hangover wolf pack um so that would bump it up not to 50 50 that'd be 11 votes but um that's what we're looking at right there he said he enjoyed the episode and thanks for taking his suggestion glad you liked it and one last thing before we get going is as fans of the show know that whenever we get an iTunes review and we see that review, we will give our fans a fictional background. Well, you will give them a fictional background, Chris. You can help and anytime I, you want. I, I tr- I'm not as creative as you, though. You're oh. you're just you're just so on point with those. Sure. And Thanks. and uh, I went on iTunes and I saw that we had two new reviews, which is phenomenal. They were both five star reviews. Loved it. Problem is, is that iTunes is not showing what was actually written by those fans. What? I know. I can see that we have two new reviews, but when it comes to actually seeing what was written, cannot see it at all. That's not helpful at all. They might have had constructive criticism. I know. Exactly. I mean, they left five stars, but, you know, let us know what you think. So I want to give a shout out to whoever those two people are. (laughs) I want to say thank you so much. Um, I'm going to keep an eye on iTunes. And if those reviews suddenly post, I'll make sure that we include you in one of our upcoming episodes. If you would like to and you want to email us your review at whowouldwincast at gmail.com, we will definitely take what you wrote and make a fictional background for you. That sounds fair. That's all we can. Yeah. That's the best we can do. I'm sorry. That's that's the that's the best we can go. I've like literally I've been checking for days to see. I've been reading on um, uh, chat boards to see why this happens, and there's no clear answer except that iTunes sucks sometimes, and this is definitely an instance of where iTunes sucks. Thanks, iTunes. So thanks, iTunes. So that's what we're looking at. Little uh, recap of the 
past couple episodes. Chris, you ready to get going? I'm ready, Steve. All right, let's do this. So as always, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us a ratings on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris, what are we talking about today? Today, we have a robot battle. We have a robot battle. That goes with your intro where you were doing – that wasn't binary, right? Yeah, in the binary was way too long, so I made it hexadecimal. So I'm if you want to convert it, it, it said hello. That's all it said. H E L L O. Great welcome. Great welcome. But this is uh this is a one v one fight between two iconic robots. That's right. And what are what are the robots we got going on? The robots will be Wally from Pixar's Wally and R two D two from Disney's Star Wars. <laughs> that sounds weird to say, but yeah. yes, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, this fight comes from a fan that I uh, saw on Facebook. His name is Sean Vanderloo. And he gave us the suggestion for this fight. And I think, hey, it's a pretty interesting fight to uh, do classic robots, have them going at it. I would like yeah. to know who would win in a fight between them. I would absolutely love it as well. So this is going to be the end of our uh, listener appreciation month. And we appreciate everybody who gave us ideas. But just because the appreciation month's over doesn't mean that we don't want you to stop sending us ideas. Always keep sending us ideas. So um, we're going to take Sean's suggestion, and we're going to go with Wally versus R2-D2. Chris, you want to give a little bit of background? Yeah, sure. So I've chosen for the fight Wally, W-A-L-L-E, the word wall and E. Now, isn't there like a dot in between wall and E? I put a dash there. You take a dash? Okay. I don't I don't know what's technically the correct I think it might be Wally a dot. Punctuation. I think it's a dot. Oh, it is a dot. You're right. Yeah, it's, it's a dot. So I don't know how to write that. In I already put a dash in my name on the episode. I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine. I don't know how you would do a dot either. I mean, I could put like a... No, I don't know. How did they do that? Well, Wikipedia has a dash, so at least I have support from Wikipedia. <laughs> okay, that's fair. So, um, Wally stands for something. It does. What does it stand for, you might ask? I don't know. Wikipedia hid it somewhere. It was like... <laughs> Do you want me to read it for you? Oh, you have it? That'd be great. I do. It's something sure. about Wall- cleaning up trash. <laughs> Pretty. I mean, that's like the uh, the short way of saying it. It stands for Waste Allocation Load Lifter Earth Class. Thank you. That was what. That's what it is. Yes. So that's so, where you get the 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 W A L L E. So Wally is basically a mobile trash compactor. He was left along with I would say hundreds of thousands, maybe thousands, maybe millions. I don't know. Hard to guess. Other copies of him on earth after humans polluted it and had to leave to yeah. clean up the trash that was left behind pretty much that's that's his sole goal in life is just to clean up garbage well that's his sole programmed goal in life but oh you're getting deep already <laughs> well throughout the movie he kind of grows as a as a robot as a as a as a being and he kind of has his own personality and goals he kind of transcends his programming but that's that's getting ahead of ourselves Basically, the, the plot of Wally is um, humans p- overpollute the Earth. They have to leave, fly through space, leave, uh, leave Wally on Earth to clean it up, hoping that someday it'll be able to grow like plants again and support yeah. life. And lo and behold, Wally finds a plant early on. There's another robot, Eve or Eva, who is that also stands for something about searching for vegetation. Did you write that down too? Um, 
I did not. I didn't even write down Wally. I was just on the website at the right point. Uh, here, let me uh, click the link right here. Eve. Yeah, they say like e- she calls herself like Eva in the movie. Yeah, like you said. Uh, let's Eve. see. Yeah, it uh, extraterrestrial vegetation evaluator. Basically, she goes and looks to see if plants are growing. So she finds Wally on Earth. They make friends, kind of, as much as robots can be friends. I would say they're friends. Yeah, absolutely. At uh, first, they have at, kind at of first, a strange relationship. Eve, yeah. Eve wasn't as interested in the friendship as Wally was. Exactly. Wally was like, Wall- I need a friend. I've been alone He's on been Earth. alone his entire life. Right. Uh, I would say at first, he was probably with other robots. Yeah, that's true. Because I think you see dead oh, Wally yeah, robots. You do. And he, like, is a cannibal. I believe Not really Wally cannibal. either murdered them or scavenged them for parts <laughs> once they died. Yes, he did he did he did scavenge them for parts because i think something like one of his um i think eyes or lights broke and he goes and like finds like a replacement one yeah, off he of has one to of replace his... a couple parts throughout the movie actually yeah he takes one from one of his fallen comrades so uh he, wally eve finds the plant wally found they have to bring it back to like the spaceship with humans to be like hey you can go back to earth one plant grow which i guess is good enough for them and it's... uh it supports the the notion that you can grow right. they can uh, life plant on Earth. More things, which is their plan. They'll have to right. like do farming and stuff. So yeah. some things happen because the ship's robot captain is like programmed to not let him return for some reason. They have to yeah, fight evil, him. Classic evil robot. Uh, you know, not letting the humans do what they got to do. Right, and all the humans have gotten morbidly obese because they just like <laughs> yeah. float around in chairs all day and eat and drink. Yep. And uh, it, it has a great ending. Uh, you know, if you haven't seen Wally, you should you should check it out. Yeah, definitely but, check it but out. he's a he's a he's a scrappy robot. He's going to be a tough competition. It's it's going to be tough. Wally, he he's good. He's good. Thank you, Steve. You're welcome. So I am going to be taking R two D two. R two D two is the astromech droid from the Star Wars film series. He has appeared in every single Star Wars film, including the spinoff Rogue One and also the uh, television shows Star Wars Rebels and The Clone Wars. He also appeared he, in both Star Trek movies. He did appear in both Star Trek movies. We actually talked about that. We have. I, I, think, I think I used that in my argument when we did Captain Kirk versus Han Solo. Oh, yeah. You did have some weird thing about that. I think I said that he was going to like fight against Han Solo. I forget. Check it out if you haven't listened to it already. Uh, so yeah, so uh, he's an astromech droid. He's pretty much like a repair droid. Uh, goes around fixing ships. Uh, he's also in like fighter pilots during battles. And if something needs to get fixed on the the ship during a battle, he'll fix it. He also does have some uh, defense mechanisms and or weapons that you can call them uh, built into him that he uses when he needs to defend himself. Uh, he's from the homeworld of Naboo, and um, his first. Uh, chronological appearance is in star wars episode one the phantom menace uh where he's on queen amidala's ship while they're being attacked by the trade federation while they're trying to escape naboo um but his first ever appearance was in star wars episode four new hope back in 1977 um with c3po in the opening scene of that film um but that's pretty much it he follows around anakin and obi-wan and padme in the prequels he's pretty much luke's number two uh in the uh funny (laughs) <laughs> sorry that's okay uh he followed around luke in uh the original trilogy during his uh journey and he also um appeared in episode seven like i mentioned except he's pretty much asleep the entire movie yes um and then he wakes up pretty much with like five minutes left and like 
I also mentioned he was in Rogue One, the spinoff. So I'll be curious to see if he's going to be in uh, the Han Solo movie, but he's definitely going to be in Episode Eight. So uh, that's a little bit about R2-D2. Probably one of the most famous uh, movie robots of all time, I'd be willing to argue. That and um, yeah. very recognizable. And um, that's that's R2-D2. So that's what we're looking at here. Steve, do you know there's a connection between our two movies? I was curious if you were going to bring that up. I thought now was a good time to say it. Might as well. Go ahead. So the connection I thought was interesting is um, Ben Burt. Actually, yeah, Ben Burt exactly. Jr. He was the sound designer on Star Wars and WALL-E. Yeah, Among exactly. other films, He's has a really good resume. And uh, I read something that after finishing Star Wars, he said he never wanted to do another robot movie again. But then, <laughs> then when he, he got Wally. pitched uh, Wally from Pixar, he's like, "This sounds new and interesting. I'm I'm in." Not only did he do the sound designing, he's the voice of R two D two, and he's the voice of Wally. Yes, he did. He did voice work for both of them. Yeah, so this is kind of like a Ben Burt civil war here going on. Yeah, we should tweet him and see what he thinks of his two. His, we his, should, like his two oh, children I, fighting. I wonder. I wonder if he has a Twitter. I'm going to definitely find that out. Uh. Doesn't look like I can find anything right now, but I'll do some digging and see what we can do. He was also involved in Indiana Jones, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, E.T., and Star Trek. Yeah, he's the original Star Trek or the newer ones? Uh, 2009 Star Trek. Okay, so, be so the, the, newer the, one. J, the J.J. Abrams ones. Yeah, yeah I know he's uh, he's done the sound design for, like I think, every Star Wars film. Like He invented the lightsaber, Darth Vader's breathing, Blaster R2-D2, guns. Blaster Guns, uh, all, that, all that stuff. Um, yeah, I know he's worked closely with Spielberg and Lucas, and I guess J.J. Uh, Abrams now as well with uh, Star Trek and then the new Star Wars movies. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a really fun fact. I'm glad that you picked that up too. I was sitting there thinking about these two people, and then that popped in my head, and I was like, whoa, that's really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. But enough of the pleasantries. Now we have to fight each other. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, we're not friends anymore. Let's go. What do you got? All right, Wally. Over in general. He's a cool guy. He's got, I'd say he's cool. Yeah, he's, he's, got, cool. he's got two little claw arms. They can extend. They're like telescoping. Okay. He's, he's, got, uh, he's got two uh, like treadmill like tank legs. What do you call that? <laughs> yeah. like, uh, um, I know what you mean. Yeah, tracks. So, so they're pretty good all-terrain and all-terrain. Yeah, you can go on uh, different types of gravel, um, <laughs> all, all, all different types Basically of things. Basically anything except for like water. Yes. Um, he's got, uh, he's got two big eyes, which I'm going to say are, he could replace his like normal eye sockets with maybe like infrared viewers or IR, the same thing as infrared, ultraviolet. I don't know. Maybe he has different attachments. Maybe he has a night vision one just okay. for, you know, cause he, he, he's shown to be kind of a tinkerer. Um, this is, yeah, this is true. He does I, like playing around with I, stuff. I believe he either killed and scavenged or just like pillaged the dead caught bodies of other, uh, Wally droids or Ooh, mechs or whatever to keep dark. all their spare parts. Cause it's shown that he keeps a lot of spare parts. He does. He does. Which I'm using, I'm going to use that as a, as a Wally plus if things get damaged, he can just pop in a new part in the fight. Okay. Okay. Now, is this fight going to be taking place near Wally's hometown? Because if he's not near his little shed that he lives in in the film, he's not going to be able just I, to go and get a new piece. I think if he was going to fight someone, he'd like bring some of the important pieces with him. So he'd be keeping have. them. Would, where would he be keeping them? Maybe he brought a suitcase and he'd like put put it down <laughs> before the fight. Maybe he brings a little little box. I don't know. Okay. Maybe he puts so him he, in his in his little trash compactor belly. You got to be careful though, because if something happens and then well, he might accidentally. He, 
trash compacted. He'd keep him in there for transport and then like leave him nearby when he's ready to fight. Because so, in case so he would like use his trash compactor. So he'd dump the load and then go and fight. Yeah, he'd put it somewhere strategic, maybe like behind a rock. And like if he needed to retreat and regroup, he just can pop on a new arm or leg or whatever. Okay, fair enough. So um, Wally's also kind of a tinkerer, kind of an inventor. He's a he's curious. He messes with stuff. He he like figures out how to get a TV working and plays tapes. So I think he might also be able to craft some rudimentary weapons. Ooh, maybe interesting. With what's available in the battlefield if we are happen to be battling on Wally's Earth, which is like basically a trash heap. He might it's be able to world. make weapons out of things. If we're battling on a Star Wars planet, there's going to be stuff around. Okay. He might be able to grab things. I don't know. I It's hard to say without knowing the specific objects, but I'm going to leave that up to him. He's a smart robot. Okay. Um, general attack strategy. I'm not sure how strong his arms are. He might just try to, like, pinch you and rip stuff out. He might try to get parts of you in his trash compactor and compact them. He might just try to make uh, weapons and throw them at you. I'm not sure. But let's see what you're bringing, and I'll tell you how we're going to counter that. Okay. All right. So I want to just bring up some of the things that R2-D2 has uh, equipped with, or he's equipped with. Sure, sure. So uh, he has a small saw uh, that we saw in in, uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, He uses that to cut through things. So he pretty much has that always with him. He has a fire extinguisher. He has a periscope. Uh, he also has uh, motorized all-terrain treads. So, like, some people think that he just has wheels, but he has all-terrain treads, so he'd be fine going over gravel or grass or, or whatever Similar he has to, to do Wally, to move around. Right? Similar to Wally, Maybe a yes. little smaller. Yeah. Um, he has a life form scanner, which I guess you could argue would not apply to Wally because Wally's not a life form. But I would argue that there's always a cockroach hanging out with Wally. That's pretty much, like, his best friend. So if R2-D2 were to scan for life forms, he would definitely pick up that cockroach and be like, whoa, what's that? And then he could see that there's the enemy combatant right over there as well. Hmm. Uh, utility arms, data probe. He has an electro shock prod, uh, which he also uses in Return of the Jedi to shock uh, Ewoks and Salacious Crumb, who's Jabba the Hutt's like, pet, who's always laughing in the film. Um, another big thing, his rocket boosters, uh, which allow him to fly. I'd like to talk Which, about these rocket boosters, actually. Yeah, uh, go go right ahead. What do you want, what do you want to say about it? Well, um, where were his rocket boosters in uh, episodes four, five, and six? So I'm actually glad that you brought that up because that's a complaint that I've had like ever since the prequels came out, and I've never had an answer for it because I've never really thought to look it up. So there is currently a canonical reason for why R2D2 in the original trilogy does not have his rocket boosters. I know I looked it up too. Uh, what did you find? What I found was that they that they were broken, and the company who made them went, went out, out of business, business and could, yeah, they could not be repaired. Well, that's what I saw too. So, Steve, mm-hmm. can his other parts be repaired? Is it, is this going to be a problem for anything that breaks on an R two unit? I don't think so. You don't think so? Because no, because if you remember in the original trilogy in Episode Four, R two D two got blasted by Darth Vader's Tie Fighter. And when Luke blew up the Death Star, they landed in the Rebel base on Yavin 4. They're taking R2 out. R2's gone. I mean, he's like black gunk, completely destroyed. And they said, is there anything that you can do? And the guy's like, yeah, we'll get to work on him right away. And then like five minutes later, obviously there's a time gap. But at the end of the film, 
Arts Dudu comes out, squeaking happy, moving along. He's totally fine. So that's so there's no like they put him through a car wash to me. Because how oh, are no, they, they getting replacement parts wash. for him? The company went out of business. So the company went out of business, correct? But it, it might have just been that rocket booster company that made the rocket boosters. Did it say the company that made the R two units or just those rocket boosters? I forget. Yeah, I forget too. I was hoping it was the whole company because then Wally has a whole closet full of spare parts and you can't even get rocket booster shoes. You're absolutely right. And I mean, so say, for example, I'm starting off using my rocket boosters, right? And I run out of fuel or my rocket boosters breaks, then I'm not going to be able to repair them. That's not the end of the world for me. I could use them to my advantage at the start, but that's totally fine. But I don't want that to count that R2-D2 cannot be repaired because there's evidence that he definitely can be repaired if need be. Sounds like a plot hole to me. They can repair everything but the rocket boosters. Yeah, they didn't really think that one through. Well, I think they did. They just wanted to add rocket boosters, and they're like, eh, whatever. We'll just put rocket boosters on it. We'll say they broke. Yeah, let's just have them fly. (laughs) Makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, it was pretty uh, cool when he flew around, though. It was kind of cool. But it it definitely worked out to his advantage, because if you remember, he took down uh, at least two. I think it was two super battle droids in Revenge of the Sith. He, uh, like, squirted them with oil and then used his rocket yes. boosters to fly away and have them catch on fire. I do remember that. So, I mean, he was able to take down two super uh, battle droids, which are, like, the big baddies of the battle droid army. And uh, he got away unscratched. That's true. Good for him. Yeah. So, uh, the rocket boosters would definitely be an advantage that he would have. So, he can be aerial where Wally cannot. Uh, well, he can Wally use... can be aerial if he's in zero gravity and he has a fire extinguisher. Yes. So I just wanted to point that out, if it's available. To, it's totally plausible. And if we're in zero gravity, too, R2 can just use his rocket boosters and also just kind of go sure around as well. Are you sure they don't need oxygen for their combustion? Do you know what type of fuel they use? <sighs> Do you? No. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the, the fuel is. I would I would look it up, but the company's out of business, so I'm sure they... <laughs> oh, yeah, their website's probably down. Their website's down. They've they've cooked the books. Like nothing's available. They they file for Chapter Eleven. You know that information isn't public anymore. Uh, but uh, using the electroshock prod, R two D two can come in, make a couple moves, go in on Wally, and shock him with the electric prod. It's going to throw him off. He's going to get all shocked. He's going to screw up with his uh, internal wirings. He's not going to know what hit him. That is going to be unfortunate. Unless he opens up his trash compactor real fast and cr- cuts off your uh, electric prod. Wait, how is he going to cut off my electric prod? What right, does he have picture inside this. his trash? R2 approaches okay. Wally. He sticks okay. out his electric prod and extends okay. it towards Wally. Wally okay. opens up his trash compactor stomach okay. as R2's electric prod goes inside of it. Okay. Then Wally shuts the door, Okay. cuts it off. How is he going to just cut it off with the door? It's a it's a really strong latch mechanism. It's going to shut really hard and, and bend it. Yeah, but that's like, I mean, that's a, a strong piece of R2 here. I mean, well, you got a, a whole prod there. This, this is a robot constructed to compact pieces of metal into small cubes. It's got to be pretty strong. Okay, well, that's not the door, but the compactor itself, I well, feel. Well, if, if the metal would, would pop a, it does, you can't have the metal be popping open the door when it's getting compacted. This is true. Yeah, but that's just like the pressure of the door itself, not the strength of the door. Um, that is true. But I'm saying it's a strong door. So are you saying that while I'm trying to stick you with my prod, you're going to open up the door and try to get the prod inside you? Yeah. Okay. And hey, then that's shut what... the door on it and compact it. Don't you think while he's trying to like 
because that door I don't think opens like very quickly for Wally. I think it's kind of like a garage door like opening kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's going to take some time. Like the moment R2 sees that door opening, he's going to be like, all right, jackpot. I'm going straight for the heart. Does Wally even have a heart? Of course he has a heart. Didn't you see the end of the movie? All right. Not, uh, I'm talking physical here. All right. Um, not... I mean, he has like uh, computer parts. Yeah. I mean, if the, if the door is opening, that's like if you were trying to punch me and I just opened my chest and you're like, all right, I'm just going to punch your heart now. Cause it's right there in front of me. Steve. I feel like, you're giving a, it's a wide open That's attack. That's an unfair comparison. Your chest was not designed to crush metal into cubes. That's what you think. <laughs> oh my gosh, was it? <laughs> you never know. Anyway, so you're thinking maybe the door opens slowly. Maybe Wally um he prepared for that because he knew his plan hinged on trash compacting pieces of R2. He WD-40'd up his hinges. Maybe he put like a quick release tab on it so he can do it quick. <laughs> he, he's an inventor. He knows He knows how to mess with stuff. He is an inventor. I, I feel like like R2 is going to be able to do some physical damage to Wally. And you brought up the point that Wally's going to be able to replace any spare parts that are uh, damaged during the battle, That's which I think plan. is completely which is completely fair. But don't you think it's going to take time for Wally to replace those parts? Definitely. So what's, what's he going to do to buy time from R2? Because R2... Luckily for him, R2 is a lazy robot. How is R2 a lazy robot? Steve, he slept through all of Star Wars Episode Seven. <laughs> That, so that's like one out of eight Star Wars films. I mean, right. that's, that's I mean, pretty good average. R2 sometimes would also like withhold important information from other characters. Like, like the, what? Like the fact that uh, uh, he had a message. I don't remember exactly. When he talked fact- to Luke the first time and he's like, he had that message from Princess Leia, for Obi-Wan okay. Kenobi. Okay. Yeah, that, that's because he was and, supposed to deliver it right to Obi-Wan Kenobi, not to anybody else. That's why he was withholding the information from well, Luke. When Luke was like, hey, who's Obi-Wan Kenobi? R2 like knew who he was. He could have explained a little bit. Yeah, but I don't think Luke spoke R2-D2. C-3PO was there. He could have translated. This is true. But every time R2-D2 even said anything, C-3PO was like, what are you talking about? R- C-3PO thought he was just speaking gibberish. Here's what R2 should have said. He should be like, C-3PO, I know you think I'm speaking gibberish, but this is important. Your memory got wiped and mine didn't. You got to tell Luke that Obi-Wan is a Jedi Master, blah, 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 blah. He could have been like, hey, I used to work for your dad. I always thought that was weird that R2's memory wasn't wiped. Yeah, I don't remember. I think there was some explanation of what happened, but I don't remember. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like C-3PO makes sense, but R2 not doesn't make any sense to me. Uh. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring something up here, Chris. All right, in, in, in Wally, Wally fi- falls in love. Yes, he does because he has a heart of gold. Because he, he has a heart of gold, more like a heart of like I don't know metal. It could be well gold, but uh, okay, yeah, this is true. Uh, uh, not a rare metal. Um, so our, he falls in love, and who does he fall in love with again? Eve. Right. Describe describe Eve to the to the listeners at home. She's like a like a pill shaped robot. She can fly fly around. She's very future, more futuristic looking than Wally. Yeah, she's very futuristic looking, right? Um, does she have like a distinct color to her? It's uh, it's white. It's 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 pure white, pure white beauty, right? All right. Yeah, there might be some blue accents. I'm not sure, but yeah, mostly white. If you remember in Star Wars Episode Four, R2D2 has a message inside of him, just like we were talking about, right? Yes. And if you remember uh, another. Uh, ability that r2d2 has uh is his hollow projector and he can also record things what i would argue is is r2d2 would 
project the recording he has of Princess Leia in, right in front of Wally. Okay. Now, if you remember, in that projection, what is Princess Leia wearing? Like a white dress? She's wearing a white dress, right? Yes. Yes, okay. That's going to throw off Wally. She's going to see this this beautiful woman with a very um, nice, relaxing, soothing voice wearing white, just telling a story about Obi-Wan Kenobi and how her ship has come under attack and she needs help. And Wally is going to look at her and he's going to be completely fixed on her and he's going to just instantly fall in love with her. It's going to remind him of Eve. Steve. And he's gonna and he's gonna be so distracted by that. He's gonna want to try to help this woman, and R two D's gonna be like, "Gotcha, bro. You're all distracted." And right then and there, while he's left wide open, vulnerable, R two's taking him down. Steve, that is so ridiculous. I can't believe I have to dignify that with a response. You think that Wally <laughs> and a robot will not be able to tell the difference between a hologram of Princess Leia? And Eve, the robot he loves. I'm not saying that he's going to look at it and think that it is Eve. I'm going to say that he's going to look at it and it's going to remind him of Eve. Here's the other thing. How would R2 even know to play that to distract him? R2 doesn't know the background of Wally and his love life. R2 is using everything that he has. He's using all of his resources so to take down Wally. That video is distracting. Yeah, pretty much. All right, then Wally's going to pull out his, like, old movie tape with people dancing and play that for R2. You mean Hello, Dolly? Is that what it was? I didn't know what it was. It was. Yeah, it was Hello, Dolly. Yeah. Uh, R2's going to look... remind R2 of... Uh... So remember how there's um, people with umbrellas in that in video Hello... dancing? In Hello... Yeah. Isn't there a dancing where they have umbrellas? Yes, there is. So that's going to make him think of the the covering over top of, like, Jabba's stuff. You know how it kind of looked like a like a canopy? <laughs> and he's going to okay. have like PTSD flashbacks to when he was held prisoner and he's going to get distracted. He wasn't held prisoner. He was a bartender. He was enjoying life. Well, he was supposed to be a prisoner. He was just a crafty robot. He, exactly. He was blending in, doing what he had to do. I'm sure that, his time there wasn't, wasn't fun, though. That's not going to give him any PTSD. R2-D2 has been through hell and back and nothing really holds him back. He's he's seen everything, and it really doesn't throw him off the scent. All right. Well, Wally's not going to get distracted by that video either. But when Wally sees Eve, he sees it, and he's like, oh, my God, she's so beautiful. So that, was, com- that, that was like the honeymoon stage of their relationship. Now they've been together a while. They're robot married. It's not as, you know, the spark isn't as there like it used to be. Is that a pun intended? Because they do spark in the film. Yeah, it was intended. That was pretty good. I got that. Thank you. Uh, so now yeah. he's going to see a white-dressed uh, Princess Leia, and he's going to be like, eh. Do you think it's going to... Are you saying that Eve and Wally don't have a good relationship anymore? Uh, I'm just saying... Is it, it going to drive his anger? We should wait for Wally, too, and just see what happens. See how it... Ooh. You know, because, like, they were kind of, you know, going hot and heavy at first, but I think they're going to find some some incompatibilities, incompatibilities in their hardware, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. All right. Um, okay. Interesting point. Interesting point. Um, I want to look here, too, at uh, Wally's re- regeneration abilities. Okay. He uh, he uses the sun here, Chris, in order to regenerate his power, and I think he, he does that at least once a day. Yeah, he's solar-powered. He has to charge up. 
that's going to take time. And especially if he's fighting, he's going to be using a lot more energy than he he's normally would be. He's going to have to charge up before the fight and make sure he beats you in a couple hours. But don't you think that fighting someone is going to take more energy than just... Yeah, sure. So going... say he normally has like 24 hours of energy. Or okay. even say 12. If he uses it like double speed when he's fighting, he still has six hours. Now, I don't. Now, are we saying that they're having time to prep? Because it's not like he's just waking up. Like he's like, oh, tomorrow I'm fighting R two, so I got to be fully charged and ready to go. Like uh, I feel like it's are you just coming just up. Going to randomly meet up and fight to the death. Yeah, it's not like this is like a what was the fight Mayweather McGregor. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like everyone's been talking about this in like the galaxy. Like everyone's like, ooh, Wally. R2, Sunday, 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 be there. I think that would be a big deal if they did plan that. That would actually be pretty cool. And Wally would make $110 million no matter what happened. Yeah, he'd, he'd probably be the underdog in that fight, but like a lot of people yeah. would be rooting for him. Yeah, probably. Except it would just be the only reason like the humans would go there is so that way they could just go and buy food because that's all the humans do in the Wally universe anyway is just sit there and eat. They really don't care about... uh wally they just kind of ignore him hmm. but anyway so but he has that regeneration unit that he needs to do at least once a day i mean we don't know how long this fight's going on for i mean r2 could be playing mind games with him and just kind of waiting it out until he has to recharge and then he kills him well then i'll just go recharge real quick and then when you come i'll stop recharging i mean i was trying to find some information on how long it takes for him to recharge and lucky for you i couldn't find anything but uh, it's so I, quick, it doesn't really matter. He he opens up, the sun's on, and it goes like beep 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 beep, and it's done. What if it's a cloudy day? We 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 can't fight on a cloudy day. It's not fair. We <laughs> oh sorry, that's right, that's right. No uh, no home field advantage for your boy Wally there. If it's cloudy day, he'll probably have to run away, or he'll be like. And then Archie's just gonna ch- Archie's gonna chase him down. Maybe he has like some battery backups he can plug in. Backup, backup, backup. That's all. That's all. While he's using, he's he's relying so much on everything else, but what he's got in the present. Well, because he wasn't made with weapons like R two. He doesn't have a buzzsaw and a laser zappy thing. He's just got his intuition and his uh, his bravery. You know, that's all he has. I would say R two is brave as well, and I think his bravery would uh, out brave Wally. Oh, so it's a brave off, eh? It's a brave off. Did R two sacrifice his life for anyone? Like um, did. in episode four, he got shot while trying to help uh, Luke. Uh, in episode five, wait, he wait, was whoa, in... whoa, whoa. When you, are you talking about when he was strapped into the X-wing? Yeah, he volunteered to go into that battle. Did he volunteer, or did Luke say like, "Hey, I'm bringing R2"? I don't think so. Are robots kind of like slaves in Star no, Wars? Because, because remember, uh, they said this R2 of yours looks a bit old. Do you want a new one? Luke said, "Not on your." Your life. Are you okay, R2? And R2 said, boo doo 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 And then Luke said, okay, good. Okay, so they both wanted to go. So they, so he was, he was willing to go. Did R2, like, jump in front of a laser, though, to save Luke? Or did was he just strapped it stationarily and a laser happened to hit him? He was uh, strapped in the back, and he was uh, trying to fix another blaster bolt that had hit him. And during that, he got hit by Darth Vader. Right, okay. Yes. I, I think Wally's act was a little more selfless. He also got eaten by uh, a giant, like, uh, fish monster on Dagobah. Right. So but not by his choice. Um, I mean, you never know. Maybe he wanted to go in there and check it why, out. You why know? would he have done that? Hey, he wants to see the galaxy. He's a curious robot. All right. So, so, so while he's... your bravery, but... So while he's jumping into laser bolts here... That, I mean, yeah. save Eve because he loved her. 
he's that's, i mean that's brave. i love it he's brave that's awesome i love that he loves eve but that's not going to help him in this battle eve's not going to be here well you were just trying to say you were more brave and i had to defend wally's bravery oh okay i'm sorry i, I, didn't, I didn't mean to uh ruin ruin your record there i don't want to put a red mark on your ledger Steve, so you're right. Wally Wally has some disadvantages here. He's gonna need he's gonna need to get maybe a lucky shot in. I don't I don't know. I don't know what he's hopefully he's gonna be able to make a weapon. I think that's the most important thing for Wally. To okay. like scrounge some parts, some junkyard parts. Okay. And make some type of weapon. Okay. So what is that his offensive technique? Just going making up a weapon and going and, at well, it or also to trash compact things that you try to point at him. Okay, that's true. Because you will yeah, have he... to get close to hit him, right? You don't have any range capabilities, right? Not not extensive, no. Like the yeah, the laser beam. I mean, the the zapper, electric zapper, has a bit a bit of range. Yeah, but I mean, but it's not super super far. He's going to have to be within at least three right. feet. So so I'm trying to trash compact him, break him off. Then I'm probably going to try to get a weapon and go for your legs because I feel like the way R2's legs are created, if you can take out one of them. It would be devastating to his movement. This is true. Uh, which which one would you want to take out? Which leg? Yeah. Does it matter? I don't know. Oh, Whatever, well, I was thinking. I, whatever's more. I was thinking closer. of his. I was thinking of his three legs. You're thinking of his two main legs. Oh uh, yeah, I was thinking of one of the two main ones. Gotcha. Because okay, yeah, if sense. you took out the back one, then he probably could still. He'd probably be fine. He doesn't even use that all the time, right? No, he could walk with just the two, right, and he could still too. fly as long as his warranty hasn't expired with that business <laughs> that went under a couple years ago. Uh, but yeah, if you took out one of the ones on the side, I mean, he 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 can't move. That would be my main strategy. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm 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 hoping here that the distraction of, of Princess Leia will throw him off, thinking it, it will not thinking it's Eve, but it reminds him of his of his love with Eve, and uh, using that laser bolt to um, to zap him to kind of throw him off, using his aerial technique to get uh, above the ground, get a bird's eye view. Possibly even using the technique he used on the Super Battle Droids, dropping the oil down on him and then lighting it up. And, uh, you know, if he has to use his saw to go in on him, cut off his eye, um, he can do that. He also, I, I forgot to mention this, he has a he has a periscope too. So he could hide behind the, like, trash piles and, like, kind of stalk out Wally and uh, move in on him so maybe he doesn't see him coming. Wow, that is... Totally possible. That's That's a good, that's not a bad idea. But, I mean, that just kind of gives him the element of surprise there. Uh, but once he's out in the open, Wally sees him. I will say, Wally's very nimble and very agile. He's able to move around very quickly. Yeah. I, if Unless R2's flying, I think Wally's faster than him. I would say so, too. Yeah, I, I, I would give that speed to Wally. But luckily, Chris, it's not up to us to decide. <laughs> it's up to the fans to decide. Um, before we head out of here, Chris, do you want to, do you have any fun facts you want to share? I don't know if you were uh, able to pull anything yeah, I up. A, I have a couple fun facts. Okay, go ahead. Did you know that Wally was the first Pixar feature length film to use live action? Yes, I did know that. It was in the videos that I think that the, the ship had recorded. There were, yes, uh, actually I forget the, the actor. It was a kind of a well-known actor. I just forget who it was. It, um, I forget his name. I know he plays Phil Dunphy's dad on modern family. I would look it up uh, real quick, but I'd lose my spot on my fun facts. I um, hear you. Our, fan, our fans can uh, let, us, let us know. Yeah. No, I'm just going to check. Okay. Oh, it's going to be so hard to find. Fred Willard. Fred Willard. Yeah, we should have known that. 
Yeah. Anyway, okay, fun facts, fun facts, fun facts. Did you know the voice of Eve was not an actress and just a Pixar employee? Oh, really? Yeah. Alyssa That's pretty Knight. cool. So it was no big, uh, no big act- actress or anything. Wow. No. Wow. Um, so you said what Wally stood for earlier, but we didn't know Eve, right? We didn't find it, did we? No, we did. Oh, we did. Okay. It was it was extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial vegetation explorer, uh, evaluator, evaluator. Yes. Okay, that's right. Um, yeah. So Andrew Stanton, who is I think the director of Wally. Yep. Uh, he says that the theme of Wally was that irrational love can defeat everything, including programming. Ooh. So he'd probably be a vote for Wally on that. I think you're right. You could have used that in your argument. Well, I mean. I guess you'd be using a a non-fictional character in our fictional battle. Just because Andrew Stanton thinks that, though, I don't know. doesn't mean it's yeah. true. This is true. And he doesn't have irrational love for R2-D2. He has irrational love for Eve. Yeah. So maybe it can only defeat. I don't know. Like we said, we'll let the viewers, listeners decide. <laughs> we will. Um, anything else? Um, no, that's it. Nothing. Okay. Um, some things I got with R2, uh, he's also appeared on Sesame Street. He also, uh, co-hosted the, not really co-hosted the Oscars, but he appeared on the Oscars with, uh, C3PO. Um, in 2016, on May the 4th, R2D2 visited, uh, the White House with some stormtroopers and met President Obama and his dogs. Kenny Baker, the actor who portrayed R2-D2, uh, he portrayed R2-D2 in the first six Star Wars films. Uh, he passed away in 2016. He did not play the character in The Force Awakens, but he received a consulting credit for helping the new guy who plays R2-D2. The new actor who plays R2-D2 is a guy named Jimmy uh, V. He is a Scottish actor who is 57 years old and he's three foot eight. So he played R2-D2 in The Force Awakens and will also be playing R2-D2 in The Last Jedi this December. Interesting fact. Yeah. So uh, there's also a kind of a really stupid feud between Kenny or Anthony Daniels, who played C-3PO, uh, and Kenny Baker. C three or uh, Anthony Daniels claimed that he was the only true actor to be in all six original Star Wars films because he claimed that Kenny Baker didn't have any scenes in episode two saying that it was all CGI and Kenny Baker was like, no, I was there, buddy. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I I don't know why Anthony Daniels would do something like that. It's kind of dumb. Yeah. That's kind of mean spirited. Anthony Daniels. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's really mean spirited, especially since like they're, they're the two most iconic duo in star Wars. So it's kind of silly that they did that. Um, you can see R2D2 as a hieroglyph in, Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark when he's inside the Well of Souls trying to carry out the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, we already mentioned him being in Star Trek and Star Trek Into Darkness. Apparently, he's also in Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen. Had no idea, but he's also in that. Um, and this is probably my favorite fun fact. You might not know this, uh, but his name comes from the film American Graffiti, which is also a George Lucas film. I actually read that and just for this podcast in my research. Yeah, so uh, the sound designer for American Graffiti wasn't Ben Burt, who usually worked with Lucas, like we said. It was this guy named Walter Murch. And while working on the sound mixing for American Graffiti, he would often call out for the second dialogue reel, uh, which would be reel two, dialogue track two. And if you abbreviated that phrase, it would be R2, D2 for reel two, dialogue track two. 
So a lot of times he would just shout out R2-D2. Um, and apparently George Lucas overheard him saying that and thought that would be a good name. It's never been confirmed by George Lucas if this was true, but people think that if it was false, R2, um, George Lucas would come out and say that it's false because George Lucas is known for doing that if people claim to have some hand in Star Wars that they really didn't. Uh, so that's where R2-D2 gets his name from. And uh, we said he was from voiced by Ben Burt, which Wally was also. And uh, he's actually George Lucas' favorite character. Hmm. Not like that. Not that that means a lot because George Lucas kind of has an unpopular uh, <laughs> presence in the fan community right now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a little bit about R two D two there. Thanks, Steve. I found one more good Wally fact. Dude. Can I can I throw that in there? Absolutely. Go right ahead. So this is technically the third time Sigourney Weaver has supplied the voice for a spaceship's computer. Ah, I forgot she was the voice. That's right. Yeah, so she's the voice of the spaceship's computer. The other two you might, are a little less well-known. The first was in Galaxy Quest in 1999, which I think is okay. a movie you and I both like. Yes. Her her job in that in, in the show Galaxy Quest <laughs> is to repeat what the ship's computer just said. So yeah, she's exactly. kind of the voice of the computer. And then <laughs> yeah, she, true. she also played the voice of a computer in the Futurama episode Love and Rocket. Oh, I didn't know that. That's so cool. Yeah, so she's, she's voiced three ship computers. That's great. Yeah, she's so funny in Galaxy Quest. We were watching that the other day, weren't we? Yeah. It was on TV? Yeah. Yeah, it's such a good film. Uh, yeah, I totally forgot Sigourney Weaver was the uh, the voice of the captains, uh, or the, the, the pilot. The robot. That's right, the robot, the ship robot. Ship robot. Cool, awesome. Well, thanks for finding that out, Chris. You're welcome. All right, any last things you want to add before we head out of here? No, I think that's it. Nothing? Awesome, cool. So like we were saying, you, the listeners, are going to get to pick who you think would win between R2-D2 and Wally. Um, we want to both thank you for a phenomenal listener appreciation month. I really enjoyed this month. Did you, Chris? Yes, I did. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Great, Great ideas. Great suggestions. Absolutely. And um, I want to thank all of you who suggested uh, ideas for our episodes. Like uh, I said at the beginning of the show, it's not like we're never going to take suggestions again. Please send them out to us. I have them all in a giant note on my phone here. And we kind of look through them and see uh, what kind of fits best with what's going on and what we want to talk about. And we really appreciate what everybody has done for our show so far. So please remember to subscribe, follow, and rate. And please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Would Win cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.